0: My name is Elizabeth Lewis and I'm the owner and CEO of Detroit Mom. As a teen mom, I know firsthand the feeling of isolation and the fears that come at different stages of motherhood. I spent half the time wondering where to find community and the other half dreaming of a way to create that community for myself and the women around me. No mother should experience change and challenges alone. I created this community and podcast to make sure women in my community are never alone. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. The intention of this podcast is to make sure you have a voice and your story is being heard. Welcome to the Unfiltered Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis, and I am here today with Linda Walter, who is the director of DNR's Outdoor Adventure Center. And we are chatting with you guys today about, we kind of want to bring you this, this bonus episode that was talking about your concerns when it comes to COVID and what businesses are doing, especially here, the Outdoor Adventure Center, for you this fall and winter, because we know as the weather changes, we're not going to be able to be outside unless I know I'm somebody that I used to not... Actually, COVID actually got me to love the cold because I'm like, at least I'm outside. But... I know there are a lot of people, a lot of moms, right? You you probably get a lot of moms and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be inside and not, <laughs> hey, kids, let's go snowshoeing, because <laughs> that would be me. I, I would tell my kids to do that. But we wanted to talk to you guys because we know so many moms are concerned. And as school started back, we realized there are moms that are so concerned about COVID on this, you know, and, and honestly, let's be honest here. I think a lot of us are concerned as our kids head back to school as new variants rise. You know, Linda, I'm, I know you and I just talked about mm-hmm. that. You know, how I, my husband came in the bath, or in the bedroom yesterday and he was like, I have good news and bad news. And I was like, what? He goes, you know, Dr. Fauci announced that there's a new strain of COVID, but it's not a threat yet. And I was like... Well, okay. So I think a lot of parents are kind of in this. We have a lot of parents that, you know, are wearing masks, their kids are wearing masks, they're super concerned. We have parents that are in the middle and then we have parents that, that aren't super concerned. And I think that it's important that we let all parents know we hear them and and we understand that, but there are places that are like the Outdoor Adventure Center that are taking really good measures for their safety. So so Linda, can you tell us what are you guys doing? This fall, I know you're right now closed for maintenance and stuff like that. But when you open back up, when do you open back up?
1: So we open back up on October 1st. That's a Friday. So we'll go Friday, Saturday, possibly Sunday. We're looking at our hours right now because we also have the staffing issue. Right. So we're having trouble having enough staff to be open. So for sure, we'll be open Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, And we should have something up in the next week or so on our website and on our facebook page to tell people what our fall hours are okay we're kind of trying to figure out what days we can be open and and who can we serve the most yeah. on those days with a limited staff yeah so we reopened probably october 1st the better story maybe or i don't know part of the COVID story stories we were closed for 15 months oh it was awful and we missed our friends and we kept yeah. submitting proposals to reopen and the state's very conservative okay our our boss is the governor, so it's not oh only the governor of Michigan telling businesses what they would like to. She's yeah. our immediate boss as state employees.
0: Okay. And so
1: they're very careful with us and 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 they want the best for whoever would come in. Yeah. So we did virtual. We did virtual for 15 And you months. did a great job. Oh, thank you. You did we a tried. great job. <laughs> you did a great job. We did some virtual live and we did some and we did a lot of virtual field trips for schools and okay. we did um, virtual pre-recorded things. We did a little bit of everything trying to to serve. And we extended all our family memberships. We're like, we're going to keep you where you were. And we reopened July 16th when there were no restrictions. So we had planned all these things for COVID and then we didn't use them because on July 16th, there were no more rules compared to COVID. However, it was very clear by the end of middle of August, actually, that there was a concern. Guests started coming in with masks, asking if you required them, and and, and it changed from did you have to wear a mask because of vaccination status or did you encourage to wear a mask. It was a lot of changes that were unofficial as people tried to start negotiating how to go inside a building? Because for those who haven't visited us, the Michigan TNR Outdoor Adventure Center is yes, indoors. Tell
0: <laughs> us about it. You know what? Before we jump, before we do jump into your protocols, I realize like while I'm a lover of the Outdoor Adventure Center, there actually is probably several lister- listeners on here that have not ventured into the city and do not know about it. Yeah, I'm happy to
1: do that. We we said we we got to go another ten years. Because people will remember these places for their children after they have visited them as students. Yes. Right. So people go, oh, in fourth grade I went to Greenfield Village. I want to take <laughs> my kids. We don't have that because we're only six years old. So yeah. we we still have a while to grow that part of our audience. But we are located on the Detroit River in the shadow of the Run Sun. So we are right downtown at 1801 Antwater, and we are a beautiful mix of bringing up north, downtown. I love it. And our building has a waterfall. You can walk under a cave. You can walk in. You can fly like an eagle on the third floor. With screens flying over to Quaminom Falls in Belle Isle, Uh, you can fish in a boat with a real fishing pole, with real string that fishes to a screen. A lot of interactive. We don't want to be a walk and read place. We want to be a walk and do place. I I, I I used to say walk and play, but it really is even for adults. Like if you're an adult and you come and you do not fish in our boat, you are missing out. (laughs) It's fun. So, so we hope we're very fun and active. And our job, we say, is to inspire, educate, and connect our guests to Michigan's great outdoors. So we want you to start to care about something you might not know. And then we want to show you more about it. And then we want to encourage you to go somewhere on a state property and do it. So that's a heavy order if things are touched and, and things are irregular, right? Yeah. It's, we're not a bunch of tables and chairs. We're like, like caves and trees and all these things that, to keep it clean. Yeah. So as we looked to reopen over that 15 months, we kept launching reopening plans that, that never kindly got all the way to the finish, but it helped us with our research a great deal. So that when we did finally reopen, we, in, we instituted what we would call the cleaning protocol first. And our building was pretty clean, right? Our, our building was, was very new. It kept up very well. And we had hand sanitizing stations out in four areas right from the beginning, so okay. way before COVID. So we had a, we had a nice setup. Because we knew touching things, right? Yeah. So we knew that. Um, but when we reopened under COVID, we had a whole different pro- protocol. Because now we weren't cleaning, we were disinfecting, which is very different. Yeah. So the, our st- type of product we use changed to meet CDC guidelines so that we were not ever just cleaning anything, we were always disinfecting. Okay. So that was a really important thing. So we changed all of our, our product. And then we changed how often we clean. So that was really important. And then we we got nine hand hand sanitizer stations now stationed through the building instead of the four we had. So now we got 13. Oh, my gosh. So that as you leave, before you enter an area and before you leave an area, you can clean.
0: If you're going where someone has touched something, which is in a lot of our areas. And I think it's a comfort thing. And even if you're somebody who's on the, the end of like, oh, this is not an issue, still doing it because there are those people and there, and I think that the thing we forget is there. there are they're moms with severe anxiety there mm-hmm. are all these things and it's not something they can control and like you said you know we we all went through COVID together and then it was like okay things became relaxed mm-hmm. then like you said you're watching the tv the other day and it was like okay I need to pop my masks out I'm the same way I'm like okay I'm vaccinated all these things but I feel more comfortable. It is a comfort level, whether the masks work. And this is the thing I think people forget, whether they work or not, you know, because everybody has their different viewpoints. It's a, it's a, a point of comfort. And so I think for you, having all of these stations makes moms walk in and say, okay, they, they care. They, they care about how I feel bringing my kids into a place. Because in all reality, I'm not really looking forward to taking my kids back into places I want to know what they're doing to keep them safe. You know, my kids right now are are in Oakland County, so they are masked in school. And in reality, when my kids went back last year, we didn't have sickness in our house. We had no illness, which I'm like, the masks have to work, guys, to some extent. But I know everybody feels different, and I hear that, and I respect that, that we all have a difference of opinion. But the idea that you... Are taking that right? That you're like, all right, we have 14 stations. I'm like, all right, kids, hit it up every, every because then station. you have a choice, right? Yeah. Then
1: when you're because first we were gonna do wiping and 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 we do have at fishing we have wiping just for the staff, yeah. So if they see the fishing pole, like they can wipe the fishing pole down between users where they need to. But really, it's a, a family choice. When yeah. the stations are out, it's a family choice. Do you do it before and after? We've got an option for you. Yes. And that's really important. Some Mm. other things we did, probably the neatest thing we did is we invested in a Clorox 360 electrostatic disinfector, quite the machine, (laughs) but it it aerates COVID COVID disinfectant. And so for our regular surfaces in the cave, inside the tree, on on, on the um, tree where you climb. Okay. Irregular surfaces, that can't be wiped down by a staff person, or it would take all day because they're yeah. so big. And we can shoot this electrostatic
0: disinfectant up there, and we start every day with that. Okay, so it's something you walk around and do. Yeah, it's like, like a, a fog. Okay, you, You've seen them probably at Target. They have yeah. little backpack
1: ones. Oh, yes. We got one that rolls like a wagon. It's really big. <laughs> That's <laughs> because amazing. Because we have big spaces, and okay. we need to get it all done fresh every morning. So we start fresh every morning, and okay. then we wipe in between. And we're always, you know, cognizant of, of, of making sure that we're clean. We have disinfecting wipes now in the cafeteria where before those would be hidden yeah. and our staff would go get them and clean tables when they could. Well, now we have them out so that if we're not there the minute you need a yeah. table and someone has just left, you can do it yourself. Yeah. Or just do it because you're not sure if we've been there. It yeah. looks clean, but you're like, well, I'll just do it just in case. So we have some stations yeah. there so that people could, because at our place, just for some listeners who don't know, we have a very limited. We have a great place to eat, but it's mostly for schools to bring their big lunches in and eat okay. when they have a trip. So there's like two small um, vending machines, and that's all there really is in our cafeteria. But you can bring in food. Okay. So you could bring in your Little Caesars pizza and some oh, drinks and when you visit with your family on the I weekend. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. So you're, we welcome that. But then you got it. Then you've got the eating issue. Who? When yeah. was the last time someone touched a table? Well, with the stations out, yeah. it, you, it can be immediate. We, you know, we're still going to clean, but that's also there for peace of mind. So we, we're doing that, which is really, uh, really important, I think, because when people are eating somewhere. So, yeah. we, so we, uh, we have that going. We are very concerned about um, using the correct products at the correct time of day because we don't want eye irritant. So we're, we space out when we dis- do the fog disinfectant. And then we do the, the restrooms, the heavy cleaning of the restrooms after we close. So it's got all night to kind of dissipate. Okay. Um, but we're using stronger products and, and the staff had to be trained on those stronger products. But now if we're touching something, we're not only giving it a clean look or a cleaning, we're disinfecting, okay. which is the most important difference that we've made. We also have the social distancing. We did not use social distancing floor spots in July because there were no rules. But we're getting some.
0: (laughs) I love that. Yeah, Yeah. we
1: are getting some because there are pinch points at our rides, at the fishing boat, at the Eagle. There are pinch points where kids congregate, and it will help just in general. Yeah. right. And, And the same thing with... Our, You know, we are talking about masks and what they do. Yeah. Our staff, you know, pre-COVID, just before COVID hit, we were getting concerned. We were hearing things. And we started telling them, why aren't you gloving every time you clean something for your own protection? So we, you know, we, we care very deeply about the safety and comfort, comfort level of our guests and also our staff. Our staff ranges in age from 22 to 86. Ooh, we have a yeah. hardcore set of retirees. Who are like the mainstay of our exhibit staff? Yes. And they deserve pr- protection as they well. Do. At an advanced age with some comorbidities, we need to look out for their welfare as well as all of our guests. So we feel like if, if the options are there, the cleaning protocol is very high level and regular and, and consistent, that we're going to be able to offer people a way to come inside and
0: be safe. And something I was thinking about as you're saying that because you are state-run, right, Mm -hmm. I think it's even more important or – more of a thing for you guys to be like, okay, we're going to do these. Because I've heard things from other moms that are like, well, I don't know if they're, you know, these uh, indoor places are cleaning where where you're like, I'm the director, my boss is the governor. We're cleaning. Um, We're cleaning, guys. (laughs) And too, like, you want everybody to feel safe. You don't want somebody to have an outbreak or, you know, even, you know, I heard this thing before COVID and they're like, well, if people are so concerned about what, you know, using hand sanitizer, what were they doing before? And, you know, it's just kind of like a funny thought. Because I think we just don't think about that. We're so used to washing our hands after we go to the bathroom or different things like that that we are not thinking about other things where germs are. Like my three-year-old, almost three-year-old, she she puts everything in her mouth. Like she'll eat things off the floor, and it's awful. So I'm like, gosh, I hope that that was. It's obviously not clean, right? It's not clean. I was like, I hope her immune system's good. <laughs> like, I'm okay. glad you mentioned that because we do have
1: some things that will not, are not available. Our garden, which is a really favorite, um, where you pull I the love, vegetables yes. out of the garden. Well, any toy okay. that could go into a mouth isn't out right now. So oh. the garden has plexiglass over it. You can only look at it, but it's temporary. Okay. The kitchen doesn't have any toys in it, and the preschool play area is shut down except for books. Okay. Um, we talked to library about books, and so we have some, the fog works and the, the wipes work. So some of the, you can still do like, you know, rest with your child and do yeah. some reading. But all the toys that could potentially go into a mouth, and there's an age, and yeah. yours is at it. That is mine. <laughs> That's everything. where everything goes. So, so those things are temporarily um, suspended. Okay. But hopefully not for over long. But for right now, they are. So we felt really bad about that, right? Mm-hmm. And at first, we thought we were going to have to close the inside of the tree and the inside of the bear den. But we found with the electrostatic gimmick or g- not gimmick, yeah. the, the electrostatic
0: gadget gadget thing. yeah, Gadget.
1: I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, but we found that that's you know taking care of you know, and then you know people are very good about not crowding into those spaces. Okay. And we, we tell people when they come in now, the tree is a one-way tree. Yeah. And and you have to meet your child on the second floor. And we tell them that as they walk in. We always tell groups, but we tell families now. And then somebody said, Well, isn't it hasn't it always been a one-way tree? Yes, it has. However, <laughs> not, not everyone, <laughs> everyone Listen. And now as we explain to people, if kids are passing each other in that very narrow space, that is not COVID safe. Yeah under any circumstance. Mask, no mask, whatever you're you however you come to us. Whoops. That's not safe. So the tree is most definitely a limited one-way up and get out so that we don't have kids in there crowded. So we had to make some modifications, right? So we strictly enforced the tree, but the the cave remains open, the Beaver Lodge remains open. But all the toys had to go away, and they're one of the best parts for our toddlers, right? Mm -hmm. So what did we do? We opened a critter room that's our oh. new thing because we wanted to add value because we knew we were losing value yes. for our guests okay so in addition this all happened over the closure we were able we had a snake that was the only okay. animal we had, just a snake okay and uh, and my educators have pushed for more animals for quite a while but it, it was tricky like because you have to maintain those animals health mm-hmm. and we have the big aquarium we always have the big fish but then we got sturgeon which are really hard to get right it's there's a lot of rules to being able because we're a state agency and, and fisheries helped us. We got a sturgeon, so we can see sturgeon in our in our classroom. And we had a snake, and we said, "Well, what else can we get?" And so now we have frogs and toads and a snake and a box turtle and not only sturgeon but sea lamprey, which older kids love because they're really gross.
0: Ew.
1: Yeah, they're the, they're just a mouth and like a, an eelish body kind <laughs> oh, of. Oh gosh. And so now you can go in there, and it's in our, one of our classrooms. It's devoted completely to the critters. And there's a limited time on weekends to have – you can come in and get up close and personal learn all about these animals. Okay. So it adds something to – like you can hold the snake, you yeah. can see the turtle, and you can learn about them. So we tried to add value somewhere because yeah. we knew we were losing some by
0: putting the toys away for now. How much is a – like a year if somebody bought a year how much is it? For a family, family
1: membership for up to four people is $50 okay and then mm-hmm. each time you visit is how much it's free
0: with the pass, oh.
1: and you can add two rotating guests so if for twenty five dollars, so you can bring one set of grandparents like one a time, nanny maybe. one set of another, okay. or a nanny, or your best
0: friend and her child. It doesn't matter. Like you can add two every time for twenty five a year. So that'd be seventy five okay. a year total. Could your nanny bring your so like mm-hmm. our okay, okay. So your nanny can bring the kids. If you don't have a membership, how much is is it to go a day? It's five dollars for
1: adults and three dollars for two to twelve. Oh my god! Over sixty one. So sixty two and up, I guess, is also three dollars. Under two is free. Little little tiny people. Little babies. We, yeah. Little they, ones. Yeah. They're free. Okay. So we're very reasonable, that's on purpose. When we opened our the former director of the DNR at that point, Keith Cray, was very firm on the fact that we needed to be affordable to yes. everyone. That we were gonna be down there and everyone needed to go. Yes. So we do that. And then once a month on Thursday, one Thursday each month, we open again for free at night. We reopen from 6 to
0: 8. We call it Thrilling Thursday. Oh, I'll have to get this and we can post this on sure. Detroit Mom because I think it's, you know, it's people love that stuff. Like when you can offer free because, in real, let's be realistic, COVID did a number on a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Even like... $5 per person could be a lot, right? You want to be affordable, but I do think the reality is so many people are like, we just can't do it. So they're looking for free options. And so you do that once a month, right? Once a
1: month, six to eight. So we re, because we close at either three o'clock on weekdays or five on Saturday. But once a month on Thursday, we are open six to eight. There's always a special theme and something to do, and the building is open as well. So there's an activity and a theme, and it's completely free. Great for church groups, great for scout groups. And
0: working families, that's, you know, people can come home from work and come out at 6. That's a good point. I didn't, okay, so you're open Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, correct? Mm -hmm. Are you open Monday? We are not, right? We've never been open on Monday and Tuesday. We were open Wednesday through Sunday.
1: That's what I thought. Right, but with staffing, we reopened for the summer, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we're we're not sure where we're headed for fall. Staffing is not improving quick enough, right? Yeah, we had like 14 people who worked the floor before COVID. And only five came back. Oh, my gosh. And three of them were our retirees. Oh, <laughs> my gosh. We lost a lot of college students. Okay. So, so we're looking to beef that up because they just can't work every Saturday and Sunday their whole lives. you know. And God That's, bless our right. 86-year-old. She's a <laughs> right. trooper, but she's got to get a breather. So. Right. Yeah.
0: So if you're looking for a job, guys, yes. they're with also With great, yeah. great people. Great people. It's super fun. I think it would be fun to work there. Um. I know we just did kind of to bring it all together. We just did a Facebook Live with the DNR, and it was so eye-opening. So my husband's a big fisher. He doesn't know what he's doing. Sorry, babe. He doesn't know what he's doing. (laughs) But he's enthusiastic. He loves it. There you go. Okay. He he's the one out there buying all the stuff and things like that. Our kids love it. So this weekend we went, and things that I just didn't realize that I think is important to talk about is how much money the fishing license says. You know, like I think you know, big like fishing, buying the fishing license is money that goes back to making sure things like this run, right? Like Absolutely. The, the, the hunting and fishing
1: licensing alone brings in $65 million to protect, protect wild game and fish habitats and fish that's general. It's, it's a very key part of it. And people don't understand if they think, oh, hunters kill things and And that's not good maybe if if I didn't raise as a hunter or whatever. Yes. And yet those licenses protect animals, protect habitat, help pay you know, help balance. Populations, populations, right. Populations. Yeah. Important things like that. And then a lot of the equipment that is bought the hunting equipment raises another twenty-nine million dollars to support wild re- wildlife resource management. There's a lot that goes into having a healthy ecosystem in a, a, a state like ours was that was so blessed, right, with forests and yeah. and wildlife and rivers and streams and lakes, and and there's a lot to protecting it because 100 years ago we didn't know how to protect it. So we're, we're still catching up.
0: I'll be honest. I used to be this person where I was like, oh, my gosh, they're killing deer. Mm-hmm. And then as I got older, I was like, oh, it's like actually like population control. And so now seeing like what the fishing does, you know, my husband buys the license and just even like what it does for our family, like bringing our family together. And I'm the photographer because I just the I I can't wrap my head around touching the fish. One day I will. I promised um, Sierra that I would attempt it. But here my three-year-old, I'll have to show you the video. She literally walked over. My husband cut a, son, a sunfish and she said, can I hold it? He, she grabbed it. She walked over and she says, the fish is hooked. And I was, because I think the hook got it weird. Oh, yeah. And um, I was like, oh my gosh, I was so excited because she is not even three yet. And she's holding literally a fish. And you know, sunfish have those like... Aren't they like sharp yeah, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah they're spikes sharp. They're or something? Yeah. And so, you know, after we actually took the time to be like, Okay, this is really good for Michigan. Like we love the state we live in. It offers us all of these things, like the state parks, what it pays for. Okay, it's not mm-hmm. a bad thing. So like it really buying the license is licenses. symbiotic. Yeah. Right. It's symbiotic. And we do
1: outdoor fishing at beautiful Milliken State Park many times year. I think we held twelve family fishing events or oh, something. So you we'll get you better.
0: Come on yep. over. You know what? <laughs> we'll I get you more comfy with the whole thing. <laughs> I think. I think the scary part for me is, I've seen a fish swallow it, and mm-hmm. I was like, my husband was like so calm, and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, it's gonna, is it gonna die in the water? Like I was so dramatic because I was so worried. I'm an empathetic person, so I was like, oh my gosh, the fish, it's gonna be hurting so bad. And then I'm like, well, how do you get it out? Where my son, who is five, he's over there just like taking it out, holding it. He's like so excited, and I was like, okay, this can't be that hard. <laughs> We're going to coach you through it. Okay. We're going to okay. coach you through it. So we'll, we'll post those things too. Because I think it's, so, do you have any coming up?
1: I have to look. I know we have fishing. We're still in the process of figuring out what days we're open. Okay. But it'll probably be Saturday. We do a couple, we'll do a couple before fall. And we do ice
0: fishing as well. I didn't. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we try to get people out as much as possible. We'll post. You know what? We'll um, put that in the show notes too, where cool. people can click click the links and stuff. But I did. You know, I, you guys, we really wanted to have this conversation because, you know, with the unfiltered mom, we hear moms' concerns all the time, and one of their biggest concerns right now is what am I going to do with my kids when f- when the the weather gets cold? And you know, here in Michigan, it's. It's cold for a little bit or a long little stretch. And so bringing in the Outdoor Adventure Center is somewhere we love. And I know how much it does for the state of Michigan. And so like you said, you guys make it affordable. And we wanted to have that conversation because we know everybody's in different places on how they feel about COVID. And if you are that mom that has anxiety about doing stuff and you're just like, I'm going to lock myself in this winter, you don't have to. There, there are options for you. There are people out there trying to make it as safe as possible and make you feel comfortable. And and that's the thing. So I, I meant to ask you this. Are, you guys are not requiring masks as of right now. It's an option, correct?
1: Right now, it's encouraged but not required. Encouraged, okay. I do think there may be changes as we go forward. Okay. Simply because of the path of the local school districts, right? Uh, we're know, in Wayne we County. We're in City of Detroit. Both are requiring. We're not sure how we fit in, so okay. everyone's reviewing that. But right now, like if we open the doors tomorrow, and this is how it was at the end of August, yeah. we have signage that says that guests are encouraged
0: to okay. wear a mask,
1: but nothing else. Okay. But I imagine it's going to change more than once over the next few months. It'll probably change a lot, and we'll, we try to keep people updated. Yeah. We have an online um, uh, newsletter at our website, which is um, michigan.gov slash OAC. And that newsletter covers, it'll cover October through December. It should be up at the end of this month. And then we also have our, our social media, our Facebook page, where we, we post things really quickly. And so as things change, you'll see it there first, as well as there'll be signage on the outside of the door. If we do, have a, if we do come to some kind of mask requirement, we would have that in signage like in the parking lot. So okay. you're not surprised when you get all the way to the front door. We just don't know yet if we will. So our staff has to. Okay. Our staff is masked, and I didn't mention that in the protocol, but that is a requirement from our boss, and and so we our staff is masked indoors. The big wretch. So yes, she and it's funny people go, oh, she's. I go, yeah, she's the DNR. Like that's a state. Uh, you office, know, honestly, I didn't right? even think yeah. about that. People don't think about it. Go, she's not just our governor; she's our boss, and and that's important. And yeah. you respect your boss, and and so we're. Do you get to hang out with we're, her? She has not been to the building often, but because okay. of COVID, we were yeah. you know she she got in and and it, you know it was less than a year or a year just I don't even know like when she starts yeah. about a year so you know we have not had her as often as we would like but she
0: also didn't travel or I very much travel. enjoy her so I would yeah. you know and I love when people the traders are putting hey there's big Gretch and I'm mm-hmm. like. Oh gosh, I just love her. It's um, it's fun it's fun to be a part of something big, but it's also complicated. Yeah. And so
1: we you know, we try very hard to do the right thing and, and sometimes that means waiting, right? Like yeah. right now we're waiting for direction from Lansing on our opening hours and, and our, our protocol. Okay. But that's not stopping us from cleaning and prepping and planning yeah. and we have programs ready and, and then we just roll that whatever's left in once we hear the word. Yeah. Because it does have
0: to filter down. So it takes well, a little bit. Well that that brings us to Linda. What do you guys have have happening in the next couple of weeks? Actually 3 weeks, right? Right, 3 okay. weeks. We have 3 weeks left and we are we're doing a lot of indoor work
1: a lot of technology upgrade you won't see it it's behind the scenes they're tearing out all the wires changing servers things like that that have to be done but we are also family camping on September 24 and 25 that's Friday Saturday okay come in Friday night after you've had your meal so we don't do dinner yeah um and then there'll be a campfire and a night hike and crafts and uh, we'll be camping on our front lawn so you can watch the freighters and and be out in the front lawn but the restrooms will be in the building so for those i'm a mom who has never (laughs) i've camped my whole life only if they're flush toilets and so so our restrooms will be open all night we'll be staffed all night and you can even borrow loaner equipment we have enough for i think 11 families to borrow equipment so this could be a great first time camp out for a family yeah we have a bunch of of um moms whose husbands don't want to camp they camp together so like three moms and their kids will get a couple tents and and get site together
0: great idea and
1: then in the morning we hunt for some of our breakfast and then we have pancakes and
0: you send everyone do. home you so, hunt
1: for yes it? yes it's I, it was funny we almost didn't do it the last camp out and and there's a family that has been to every camp out okay. hello Jackson family wherever you are <laughs> and they and and the little girl said I thought you might not do this and I would have cried oh, no. so I was like well we did it so you're good so yeah we have a little hunt okay. for parts of your breakfast and pancakes. But you do get a night hike and and you get the campfire and and you get to set your tent up. But you have, you know, options if weather goes awry or the kids are not able to settle down and sleep. You could go home, I guess, you know. But we we do have uh, 35 families who enjoy the front lawn and we have little sites with their names just like you are at a campsite. And for a lot of first-time campers, it's a great way to ease into it. And we've created some camping families because of it.
0: Well, yeah, because it's if you're just thrown into it out in the wilderness, you know.
1: It's if you weren't raised, it's like it's like anything outdoors. If you weren't raised mm-hmm. a hiker, if you weren't raised a fisher person, if you weren't raised a hunter, if you were not raised a camper, you do not understand. I have friends that go. Yeah. I, well, my sister in laws are like, I don't want to go to work on my vacation. What are you doing? I know. You know, like if you weren't raised, you don't feel it,
0: but you can learn it, and if you want to learn exactly. it, exactly, we can help. That's how I feel. Is I'm not. I wasn't. I've always been like, not necessarily like the outdoorsy, but COVID actually showed me how much... Actually, you do really love the outdoors. Oh, you don't give yourself too. enough credit. And so I think that's like the beautiful part. There are so many silver... Yes, COVID was awful. But in the same sense, I also think parts of it brought families together. Because I know for us, we spent so much time together as a family. Not, not saying all of it was... Beautiful and glorious, and stuff like that, but it t- it showed us different things that we could do. You know, we spent a lot of times in state parks and metro parks, outdoors fishing. That was when my yeah. husband was like, "You know what? let's try fishing. He'd never fished before. He was like, "Let's try fishing. And so that's kind of like the cool part. and we have that we live in the best state. like Michigan is seriously the best state. It's so, so beautiful
1: and it we is. we have we there's something Japanese call it forest bathing. There's something to, and they prescribe it. Doctors prescribe one hour of forest bathing every other day or whatever. Just walking outside, being outside, the sun on your face. We forget as we run from air conditioning place to air conditioning place, that outside does something different for you. Yeah, you can walk on a treadmill or you can walk outside and hear, you know, see animals, hear birds. It's different, and it's yeah. it's where recreation becomes recreation, right? That it, it does that for you. Linda, look so. at you
0: dropping all these good ones here. I'm just listening. I just like, feel really so strongly inspired. about i literally this forest bathing. I'm going to use this yeah. all the time. Recreation to recreation. And it
1: really makes a difference. My husband and I started a, a thing we're going to do, one 5K a month. Okay. Forever. Okay. And we're sort of walker runners, right? Yeah. But then in between, you stop working out, and then you skip <laughs> three or four months, and they go, yeah. well, maybe in the spring we'll start over. So we never stopped. Yeah. And I always said, I'm never doing a race in the rain. I'm never doing a race in the winter. But we to keep up the streak, yeah. we had to. And I, I was like, well, I didn't die. I did a race did you in enjoy January. It, I, I it was a little, little hard. Bit, yeah. But, but you I did felt it. proud. Yeah. I got done. I felt proud, and yes. I was energized. From okay. It, right. We just make ourselves so comfortable, we forget that sometimes a little uncomfortable is also really exhilarating. So outside is good.
0: It is, it's so good for your mental health. I think, like you said, that is such a, I know for me walking outside In nature, whether it's in my subdivision, in the woods, however it is, the wind, all that, it grounds me. It brings me back to myself. And I tell women all the time, even if you get out by yourself for ten minutes, because it's different walking with your kids. Yes, right. right? They want your attention. You're pushing a stroller. You're doing all this stuff. But when you're out there by yourself, you can just be. Yes, yes. You can just you you know you know you can be yourself. You can listen to your music, your podcast, or you can just sit with yourself and your thoughts. And I, I was reading listen actually to a podcast and they were saying that (laughs) oh my gosh people who walk outside with just their thoughts come up with the most creative things in that time because they're not listening to anything they're not doing they're just literally sitting with themselves and so there are times where i'm like I shouldn't be listening to this. I need to turn it off and I need to take the time to actually be with myself, which I think is really uncomfortable for a lot of people, right? To actually be with your own thoughts. You're like, ooh, am We, we like this? the
1: distraction. Yeah. We, I want a podcast. I want music. I want whatever. I yeah. want a, people like I'm, you see people reading while they're on a bike at the yes. gym. Like we do, we're multitaskers. And that's not probably how we were originally programmed in life, right? That's what we did to ourselves. Yeah, (laughs) and
0: teaching our kids. And that's the thing, like getting our kids outside, being comfortable without being on devices, being comfortable without being always, my son will sit there for five minutes and he's like, I'm bored. I'm like, go outside. Go outside, Nolan. There is so much outside to do. Like when I was growing up, my mom, we didn't have devices. We didn't have all this stuff. She's like, go outside. We would ride our bikes in the neighborhood for hours and Mm -hmm. hours things are just so different now, right? And so how can we as parents, our kids do what they see us doing if we're out walking, if we're enjoying nature, if we want to fish, if we want to do all that stuff, they're going to do it yep. because they see their parents do, right? And then they fall in love with it. And that's, you know, Robin had said earlier, our kids, you know, it's we usually think, oh, our kids are the most unagreeable. They they don't want to do the things, but it's actually us. We're the ones because our kids will, will really go with what we're doing they see what we're doing you know they they're so smart they truly are kids are so smart they see us doing it and they're the ones kind of following along they, they might not always listen and agree but we are their role models and so i love that and i, I love that we could bring you in because i think it's important to, what i love about what you guys do there is the pride in Michigan and the, the pride and all the stuff that you guys have to offer. And it's so fun. I love taking the kids down there. Thank you. Because there is there is so much to learn. Like you go in and you educate them and you, you do things that – you know, I don't, I have to actually, when you said you have a sturgeon, I was like, well, clearly I need to go October 1st because I don't, either I have to Google what a sturgeon looks like. Because
1: you, you will. And you'll go, oh my gosh, what is that? It looks prehistoric, which is really right. kind of cool. And it's a really big fish and it's had a great comeback and it's a great comeback story from our DNR fisheries folks. Really? And it is a really rememberable fish. Okay. It is, when you see it, you'll. You'll be, never forget yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. And they get very big. Okay. Which makes them even cooler, right? Okay. So they're a cool fish. We had a young man in, probably eleven years old, and I said, "Hey, we opened this new critter room. Yeah. And it has a sturgeon and a sea lamprey." And he goes, "Well, how did you get a sturgeon?" He's a very knowledgeable fisherman, and he knew that you couldn't keep, like, yeah. you couldn't keep one privately. And I was like, "I love you. You want to come here and work as soon as you're <laughs> old enough, Mister? You know stuff." So yeah, there's some really cool. We have some great stories. The DNR works so hard on habitat restoration and, and and monitoring wildlife, both you know, in the air, in the water, on the ground, trying to make sure that we have the best of of these riches we yeah. were blessed with. That some you know, in some cases, you know, went awry. And so there's a lot of work on the DNR's part for that, and the success stories like the sturgeon are just great. And so we get to tell that story, and people get to see this this very prehistoric
0: looking yeah. fish right up close. And that's kind of a moment. Yeah, I as I'm listening to you, I can I love it because I can hear your passion and I see it in your face, and I'm just like, okay, I need to learn more about the wildlife um, <laughs> in Michigan because it, it's tr- honestly, Linda, it's really inspiring to to listen Good to too. you talk about it because I don't think. We realize this on a normal basis. What the DNR and what all of these people that work for the the state parks and stuff what they do to keep it so it's so beautiful. You know, like Lakeport is one of my favorite places to go. Yeah. And as I think about, it, I'm like, well, who takes their bathrooms are amazing. Their stuff is like, oh, they're actually that's that's the DNR. Like they have to. That that's where our light, our fishing licenses, our hunting license, because it's not state tax pay, t- state taxpayers. I learned. Yeah, no, the state parks are basically recreation passport
1: oriented. Okay, so the recreation passport you buy when you get your driver's license. Always get it because it's cheaper. It it's is. Cheaper. It is. And what? How? No matter how many times you go, it's an investment in the whole park yeah. system, which obviously you know has some aging infrastructure. But if you go to Hartwick Pines, if you go to oh. Ludington or, or Port Crescent. And, and, and you see these places. You go to Mackinac City or Mackinac, or the Fort at Mackinac or Mackinac Island. Yes. There are just so many beautiful state parks. We just opened a new state park in Flint. Oh, what's um, this one called? Uh, yeah, I don't know if it has a name yet. It's a state park property that was just like, like turned over to us in July. Ionia State Park was just before that. Waterloo, you can go south. We always say, where's up north? Sometimes some of the cool state parks are down here. I just came back from. Warren Dunes, which is on the far west and south corner of the state. Amazing state park. And it's mostly people from Indiana and Illinois there because we go up 75, right? We go up 75 for everything. But there are parks down here in the corner that are amazing. So those parks, all the park funds, we don't get general fund money. We only get the recreation passport. And then, of course, in my neighborhood, right, we have Mayberry State Park, which has a farm. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. In the Detroit metro area, we have the parks out. 96, like Pontiac Lake. and Dodge Island Lakes, or, right? Island, Lake. Island Lakes. Those are beautiful parks, okay. great water sport parks. And they have kayaking and things like that. And then we also have, you know, Milliken State Park across the street, which we use to fish oh, um, that has a harbor. That. That's a state park. And Belle Isle is also under state park management. Beautiful Belle Isle, which, you know, is is getting better and better with every passing year. It seriously year. is. I agree. Um, so we have lots of options so that, yeah. that recreation passport gets you a lot of places and it funds all those wonderful projects that make those parks click, don't tick.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's, see, and this is stuff until you hear it. You don't think about on a daily basis like what it does because I remember going and he's when I went to get my license renewed and he was like do you want the recreation pass and I was like what's the big deal mm-hmm. I have a metro parks so I think people get confused people always get confused yeah, that. that the 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 one for your license is not to get into the metro parks so that's completely different um but I love it. And I actually think next time I plan a vacation, I'm going to come to you and say, I need to know the coolest places to go. We would love to do that. Yes. We, we like being that connection. People love itineraries, Linda. Yes. People love itineraries. <laughs> so um, we will keep you guys updated. I want to thank you, Linda, so much for being here. If you guys have more questions, we'll post a lot of stuff in the show notes so people can go back. Hopefully, we'll see some of you guys the 24th through the 25th for the sleepover. If you have any questions, please reach out to us. Do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe so more moms can listen. Have a nice day, guys.